0: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Michael from Family Game Review, and for Week 10, we're going to cover Narcosis and Pollo Pollo Tetris. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Michael from Family Game Review, and with Week 10, I have here the beautiful, the desired, the DLC to Family Game Review.
1: Bayonetta.
0: Camille, Bayonetta.
1: Yes. I'm I was going to call by- her... Bayonetta I don't know if we're infringing on any copyright
0: but Sega doesn't know where we live New Jersey <laughs> but, <laughs> but um I was gonna call her El Jefe but I think I mispronounced a female version of El Jefe so we're gonna stick to Bayonetta
1: yeah and you know I do kind of miss being Candy Corn from Costume Quest
0: I can't wait for them to do a Costume Quest three. That's just me. Yeah. But today is an interesting day. We're gonna only cover two titles because a lot of those, you know, kids that we, you know, do the game testing with are going back to school and you know they're catching up with their schoolwork. You know, getting reoriented with friends that they like and they don't like. And then we got to hear about it. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> you know, like a lot of drama. At yeah, the it's testing. like, how, how could a nine year old have so much drama? It's like I'm watching a TV show here. <laughs> but, but any case, um, two games in our pipeline that came in that we got a chance to test. One was Poyo Poyo Tetris for the Nintendo Switch, but it's also available on the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. We tested the Nintendo Switch version here. And a second one, which is a. I would say a horror thriller, you would say, or a suspenseful thriller. What would you call it, Ken?
1: I would say a story-driven th- suspense thriller.
0: Yes, and that was Narcosis. It was a very good game, and we're going to talk about both these games really quick. It's going to be a quick podcast, so um, let's just dive into it. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Poyo Puyo Tetris. Uh, Poyo Poyo Tetris is a game mm-hmm. that takes the Poyo Poyo series from Japan, for those that are not aware. If I'm even pronouncing that rightly, rightly. See, there. my pronunciation sucks. <laughs> and it takes the Tetris series that we're all, you know, came to love and enjoy here for the last 30 plus years. Combines both of them and brings a actual decent game. Now, there were some concerns, Camille. Am I correct? If looking at my notes and you looked at your notes and there were some concerns about this.
1: Well... Uh... I, I am a classic Tetris lover, and so for me, uh, if you're going to take the Tetris concept and alter it, you better do something that adds to my enjoyment of the game.
0: I I, whole, I 100% wholly agree with you. See, I can't even talk today, but um, those kids, all the drama with the kids.
1: It, but, it is. Can but, you believe she had the same backpack as
0: me? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> We were there shopping together. What do you think? But, but getting back to the game, um, the whole thing was the game has a story mode, has a multiplayer mode, has a adventure mode, just as you would expect with the Tetris game. Um, one of the unique features is you can use both the Poyo Poyo pieces, which are kind of like little blobs that are colored and the Tetris pieces and play with them together on the same board, which adds a lot of more challenge to it. But one of the concerns we had with the game and you know let's just be honest about it was it was very overpowering in the you know the single player matches and some of the later story modes was very like hectic like very over aggressive i would say
1: i felt it was OP'd. and parents that's you know hip lingo for overpowered uh, a lot of times in games, the AI, the artificial intelligence, will be OP'd. You know, the, uh, the digital enemies are, are just overpowered and you just can't seem to win. Whereas when you're playing with other human players, it's a lot more of an even playing field. And I felt the same with Puyo Puyo because if we were playing multiplayer uh, we were facing the same
0: difficulties. So it was pl- pretty much player skill versus skill. That's what I enjoyed right. about it. When we did our testing, we um, played two players, like one, myself versus one of the children, or the two of the children facing each other. And it was a great game if you put it in those. If we put it into a test environment, it was a great game. However, when you put it into an environment where if it's bought for a single player game, it's pretty good when you first start off. But as you want to have a little bit of a challenge, it's kind of, it cranks it to 10 at point at times. And that's what kind of disturbed me about it. it. It felt to me like,
1: you know, when someone says, do you want coffee? One lump or two, it was like one lump or five. Yes. You know, it went from a little bit difficult to, oh my gosh, I'm swamped, you know, and then I'm dead. Well, not dead, but you know, Defeated. my game is over. Um, when I played alone, I just... I didn't. After several attempts, I, I didn't feel that I had a chance, you know, at progressing any further in the game on single player. So I didn't.
0: And that sadly was even we have like two testers with us that are beloved. You know, they love the Tetris series. They played every incarnation since like the Game Boy original Game Boy when they first came out and they even themselves said we enjoyed the Tetris but for someone that's a casual player or someone that's newer this is a heavy challenge and it's not a challenge in which you overcome it and you feel that satisfaction of completing something it was kind of an unbalanced challenge and that's why it, that's why we kind of gave it a six when we did our review i mean it's a great game for you know for people that have like multiple players in their family and it is it is family friendly so
1: oh, yes it's not a bad game and it is very family friendly but there is that caveat of it being uh, difficult on single player and you know, if you saw our latest blog on game rage uh how it comes about and how to deal with it how to stop it uh this is one of the reasons because sometimes uh you know something is overpowered and that can lead to a lot of frustration when ideally i mean tetra should be one of those games that calms you down yes you know tetra should be one of those games that kind of chills you out whereas Puyo Puyo, uh it, there was a feeling a little bit of overwhelm on the, sing, yeah, on the single player. So, you know, if you have a group of kids together and, you know, it's going to be skill versus skill, person versus person, uh, then I would have a lot less concern. But it's not something that I would add to my digital library if I knew that only one gamer
0: was ever going to play it. I, I totally agree with you, Camille. Um, Baynetta, Camille. <laughs> uh, it, it was like something during the testing. I was talking to one of the testers and he actually said to me, he's like, Mike, the kids are getting frustrated. And and I was like, OK, how so? They're like they're, they're playing the single player portion and they're losing within five minutes. And, you know, I think we need to pull them away from the machine because they're getting frustrated. They're getting angry. They're getting angered by the game. And I'm like, OK, so let's kind of sit back and let the adults play this. So we let, you know, our older that children play. when it
1: happens to the kids, it's something we try to nip in the bud right yes. in the way when we see it. And then we let the the grown ups step in and play um, because we don't like to expose kids to any rage.
0: Yeah. But you know. even the adults, when they play the single player, mm-hmm. even including myself, I saw the imbalance in the game and I was yeah. like, all right, enough's enough. You know, we, we need to put this down. And, you know, and it was it was kind of saddening because as Nintendo right now is is very, you know, if you go to the Nintendo Switch store, they're heavily concentrating on digital titles for download. And a lot of times those titles are neglected because when you go to the store, you only see the brick and mortar titles that they're offering. And most times it's the first party titles. And because Puyo Puyo Tetris is on the shelf, people are like, oh, Tetris, you know, this seems like a family game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy this for my kid because we just spent all this money on the Switch. And you bring it home and it's not what you expected. And I think that was the big letdown. Now, I saw other reviews from colleagues and they were giving it eights and nines. And And I was asking myself, if you allowed a child with special needs or a young child alone play this and you saw the frustration they were going through, would you still stand by your score of eight or nine? And two of them actually said no.
1: And, you know, it's funny you say that because I wish sometimes that we could almost give individual scores, you know, the multiplayer is terrible, but the solo play is great, the storyline is great, you know, the single player, or vice versa in this case, and say that uh, the multiplayer and the co-op are great, but the single player uh, can lead to game rage or just frustration, uh, whatever you want to call it, it is what it is, uh, but for us you know that did drop the overall score and i think the scary thing is that just like you said when a parent goes in they see it at a glance it looks great family friendly <coughs> it's another iteration of a tetris style game mm-hmm. well if you have a child who's going to be sitting in the back of the car alone playing it on a you know portable console well, the, on the switch, switch exactly uh then that's exactly the player who is going to face that frustration exactly and that's what kind of scares me about it is that you know i wish there was just a sticker on the game that said you know but you know great for multiplayer great for parties great for co-op but it is that child who is using the Switch, you know, mobily, mm-hmm. you know, in the back of the car, waiting at the dentist office, who's playing alone, who's going to get frustrated and, you know.
0: That's why I recommend for you, you know, for parents and loved ones out there that are listening for Puyo Poyo Tetris, whether it's on the Xbox One, PlayStation 4 or the Nintendo Switch, as the holidays are coming, you know, soon, it's going to go down in price. If you have Gamefly or you use Redbox, rent the game. Try it out for yourself. Uh, I, I don't want to recommend to purchase this game at the retail price. I feel bad saying that. But at the same time, as a parent and as someone that t- does game testing, I saw the frustration in this. And you may say to yourself, I'm really good at Tetris. And you may be, which is fine. But it's better to test the game out for yourself than committing to a $40 price tag on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us to our next game, which is Narcosis. And, oh, this, even though it's a rated M, I, I believe it's rated M, uh, last time I checked it was, it was something of sorts that has to be experienced. And, you know, I'm going to let Camille talk about some of the fears of hydrophobia.
1: I am a person who, I do like thrillers as movies. I like horror movies, but... I'm very very selective the story has to be very convincing and it really has to take me somewhere for me to enjoy it and I would say that Narcosis was a lot like getting lucky and picking a really great thriller of a movie except you're in it you're a part of it you're living it you're experiencing it and as someone who does have hydrophobia, uh, oh boy, this, it, it was kind of like hot sauce where you, you can't take it, but you can't put it down. It's good, but... You, you know, as a hydrophobic, it was like.
0: It, it was the storyline and, you the know, Suspense. Honor. You yes. know,
1: I don't deal with suspense well. And so I, I this can't even deal with me... a happy
0: birthday song or a jack in a box. To be <laughs> you know, I was
1: you. on the edge of my seat
0: the whole time. And, you know. And, and it is rated M for mature. Uh, you know, it was funny because somebody wrote T in our notes and it wasn't T. It was actually rated M. But it didn't feel like a rated M game. And, and, and you know, before parents, you say, oh, it's a rated M game. I don't want nothing to do with it or my kids. Hear me out for a moment. The game itself, it's all, I, I won't give away the ending, which was phenomenal, but Honor Code, the people that developed the game and published the game, did a fantastic job. And it's all about you being stuck at the bottom of the ocean after an accident. You're in this half-ton suit, and you have to get to an escape pod. And But you're wondering what happened to your fellow scientists and, you know, people that are around you. And think of it this way. You're walking through the environment. There is no... There's very minimum combat. Um, the button selection is very easy. There's a jetpack button. You know, to. not jetpack, but, like, to go forward and backwards. Yeah, if I
1: recall correctly, like, the most extreme combat was a crab.
0: Yeah, uh, the spider crab. And Honor Code, if you guys are listening, the spider crab sucks. But, I mean, <laughs> but um... It's a mean crab. It's a mean crab. and it, it makes me want to go to Red Lobster and smile when I eat something. But... Um, you have a knife that you could fight away, fish and so forth. I, I don't want to give away too much of the story itself, but it's one like the people that like I read reviews on when I talked to fellow colleagues and they say, oh, it's a walking simulator. And I feel that's an insult um, because yeah, it's, definitely. That it's, it's that very. Hef- not, no, no, it's not. No,
1: no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to mouth off here, but that is not a walking, you know, going to my local treadmill okay that's a walking simulator <laughs> this was a story that had me on the edge of my seat um and even though i was freaked out because it does take place underwater um I couldn't. I I needed to know what happened next. Mm-hmm. I needed to push on. I needed to beat that little crab's butt.
0: Um, but well you can, it's un, undefeatable. I mean, you can't be well, defeated. True, but, true. But but the the whole thing is like I agree with you, Camille. It's it's a great game, and for parents that are thinking because of the mature rating, there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of jump scares. There's a couple of scenes where you see what happened to people. But it's not as graphic as the the ESRB puts it. If anything, I disagree with the ESRB and felt that it got a, should have got a teen rating versus a mature rating.
1: I fully agree. There was... Uh, now, correct me if I, I'm wrong here. I don't remember any bad language.
0: No, there was very minimal. That's what shocked uh, there me. Was there was
1: almost none. And uh, there is, you know, aside from trying to not get stung by a crab uh you know violence was extremely minimal it there was no violence with any other people you're not shooting anyone no one's shooting you uh so really i think the esrb this is one of the times where and it's always better to err on you know the safe side the family-friendly side uh that's why they in my opinion gave it a mature rating because in my opinion this very well could have been a t for teen rating i can see teenagers really enjoying this mm-hmm. there's nothing of a quote-unquote adult nature uh you mm-hmm. know in that way there's no harsh language there's no bad violence there's just jump scares it's a suspense thriller and you know if put it this way if you have hbo chances are your child has already seen far
0: far worse now i will say this for some younger children like ages nine and under the game may be a little too intense but for a preteen a teenager or mm-hmm. in, you know it's fine and for adults before you say i don't want to spend twenty dollars on a walking simulator and i hate that term think of it this way you spend twenty six dollars when you go watch a 3d movie you know, sometimes per ticket or a ticket for two people, and you play it once and you're done. I mean, you watch the movie and you're done. But this is one of those games where a lot of times with these uh, story-driven games, you experience the story and the story's over and there's nothing else to do. Well, because, you know, Honor Code, and again, I got to give them props on this, they added the ability to Google collect collectibles, find out what happened to the other, you know, men and women that were on the space station, I mean, space station, the sea station and you know you kind of get a backstory to it not much of a backstory but enough to kind of feel more entrenched into the game and and i again <clears throat> excuse me i love story driven games everyone that knows me knows that gone home is probably one of my favorite of all time probably one of the most controversial we reviewed on here mm-hmm. but Nar- narcosis is one of those games that has to be experienced now
1: not nearly i mean narcosis isn't controversial at all no not at all um but it is one of those story you know it's a very story driven game it's a thinker um uh, not not a burden thinker i mean it's it's a story it's very uh very story it's not lighthearted. you know it's a i mean thriller
0: in the, in the game itself you just have to maintain getting more flares um oxygen of course because you're underwater but there's only maybe one part of the game where I saw where oxygen, you know, where you desperately need it. Otherwise, is very plentiful. Uh, the developers, again, I'm not you know taking the side of the developers or anything like that, but the developers put thought into the game for someone that's a casual player, which some of our adult gamers were mm-hmm. here that tested it, mm-hmm. felt very much at home and said, "Hey, I could pick this game up and play." Now, interesting point. The rumor was, and I have to talk to Honor Code. I'll send them a message. Was there's a VR version of this game? Oh, and if you could, if you play the game and imagine how this would look in VR, and you would say oh. to yourself, like, "Wow," I'm, I'm, if you weren't hydrophobic, you will be. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you know, those are the two games we reviewed. We're going to review some more next week. But I wanted to kind of have Camille touch on something about the blog that we released in the safety article which was about gamer rage and we got a lot of responses about a lot of positive things people were very happy that this is being addressed but i know camille wanted to add an end bit before we ended the podcast about like you know some of the practices and so forth um just
1: you know it's funny because we got a lot of feedback but so much of it was private and i think that as common as game rage has become, uh, even going as far as swatting, which you'll understand if you listen to the podcast, uh, it, it is um, still something that people don't want to speak of openly and say, you know, hey, my son, my daughter, my husband, my wife uh, has game rage. And I, I really think that uh, number one, thank you for everyone who really reacted to that article and reached out to us and shared their stories and all, you know, and we completely respect your privacy. Uh, but you, it, it tells us that you're not alone and that there are other people to talk to about it. And I think that, uh, you know, I don't want to, get all warm and fuzzy and say it takes a village and all that but mm. you know if parents talk to each other more about the gaming experience and help share tips on how do they get their kids to calm down and did their their kid go into game rage i mean if if you're child you know did get or your, your teen got uh overwhelmed by a game and they threw a controller across the room and broke it um you know don't just look at it on the surface look at it more deeply wonder you know what happened in the game maybe if you were in that position uh maybe you would have thrown something across the room too
0: exactly you um know. you know games are meant to be fun enjoyed by all but as society changes, games change as well. I mean from the dynamics of it and so forth uh, open that dialogue. That's one of the things in our industry we don't do is we we make fun of we mock game, game rage, rage, but we never understand the science behind why someone gets upset at something and you know it I, I, I encourage you you know because Camille and I both encourage everyone and talk to your gamer, talk to your loved ones and say what makes you upset about the game and maybe that will help you better understand and see the warning signs that when your loved one is raging at a game rather than sitting there making fun of them or just dismissing it as something being juvenile or childish that you could say wait a minute I need to step in and help someone I love or fellow gamer calm down
1: and you know one of the things that um maybe even we didn't mention enough uh in the podcast or in the blog is that sometimes, you know, that's where cyberbullying can take place. It is a digital social platform. If your gamer is playing multiplayer games, and they're playing online with other people. And it is just one more place where cyberbullying can take place. Mm-hmm. So uh, instead of just seeing, you know, messy hair, a red face, a, th- a throne controller and some screaming, you know, uh, look past it and find out why. Because... It may not be your gamer's fault. There could be something very serious going on that, as a parent, you know, you really should step in. And, and the game uh, is
0: manifesting their true feelings.
1: Right. And it just happens to be coming out, you know, as they're gaming. And so you're going to blame the game. You're going to blame the gamer. Um, and nobody wins. Nobody. Not you as a parent. Not the gamer.
0: No one. Um so. so with that we're going to end this podcast again I thank you or we thank you Camilla and I both thank you for you know listening Bayonetta. to Bayonetta <laughs> of uh, episode 10 of our weekly podcast. Uh as the gaming, you know, community gets back up and running, you know, the holidays are coming, we're gonna do more reviews. Um, we're gonna try to concentrate on more indie titles as we've been doing before, but occasionally in our podcast we will have that big budget title and talk about why it's worth it, not worth it, or wait till Black Friday or Sunday Cyber Money to pick it up. So again. Ask FGR hashtag Ask FGR. Hit us up. Any questions, concern, comments, or if you know Bayneta should change her name, you know, give us some suggestions.
1: Yeah, can could somebody give me a suggestion for a new name? Because I miss Candy Corn, but I, I played that one out, and uh, you know, give give me a suggestion for a new name. Let's it's the never ending story challenge. I need a name we you can know, call you eva marie jump on your magic dragon and uh no i'm not taking eva marie um but uh little wrestling humor there um yeah reach out give me a suggestion for a new name
0: but again guys thank you so much and take care
1: happy gaming